Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another faith message on the Elevated Women podcast. Today's faith message is called God is Fair. And this message is actually inspired by church on Sunday. We found a church that we like here in Florida, and the message was titled, That's Not Fair. And it's a series that we're starting at church, but I titled my message, God is Fair. Because even when the scales seem out of balance in life and things seem unfair, we have to remember that ultimately God is just and fair and that he makes the rules and he uses everything for the big picture and for his divine purposes, even if sometimes we cannot see it in our own human flesh and limited ways of thinking. And I don't know about you, but I have experienced some circumstances and seasons in my life that have definitely felt unfair. And this message reminded me that as a believer, I need to think about the big picture and what's good for the kingdom of heaven and not just myself. But before we dive in, let's pray over the message. Dear God, thank you so much for this amazing podcast community. Thank you for every person listening. I pray today that you would speak to their spirit, that they would get some divine guidance and wisdom from you. God, today we pray that you would give us the mind of Jesus, that you would help us use our time on earth to be more like him and to grow closer to him. And we ask that you would help us grow in discernment and understanding when hearing your word and that you would help us to not see things from a personal, earthly, human flesh lens, but through the lens of heaven. Sometimes here on earth, we get so stuck on what seems fair and unfair that we miss the big picture. And we want to have less of our own understanding and more understanding of God's ways that are higher than ours. Okay, follow along here because I'm going to share a biblical story, then piece it together for you. So please be patient. Don't get bored. Just listen with an open heart. In Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 10, Jesus tells a story of a landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for this vineyard. And he agreed to pay them all the normal daily wage, and then he sent them out to work. So at 9 a.m., the landowner was passing through the marketplace and saw some other people standing around doing nothing. So he also hired them and told them he would pay them whatever was the daily wage to work. So then they all headed to work at the vineyard. And then at noon and at 3 o'clock p.m., the landowner did the same thing. He kept hiring people to go work at his vineyard all throughout the day. And at 5 p.m., he did it again. He hired people who needed work and money all throughout the day to work in his vineyard. And when the day ended, he told his right-hand man, if you will, to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the last workers first. So he paid the five o'clock workers first and worked his way all the way back to the earliest workers. Stay with me here. Here's where the story gets interesting. Those who were hired at 5 o'clock p.m., basically at the end of the day, received the full day's wage in front of everyone. When the workers hired first at 8 a.m. came to get their pay, they assumed that they would probably get paid more than the people who showed up at 5 p.m., right? But they just watched the 5 o'clock p.m. workers get paid for a full day when they certainly didn't work a full day. 
So when the 8 a.m., you know, full day workers received their pay, they were shocked and it was the same pay as the five o'clock workers. So imagine this, you get to work at 8 a.m. one day and someone else gets there at 5 p.m. and you guys both walk out making the same amount of money. So back to the story, the full day workers protested and said, those people worked only one hour and yet you've paid them as much as you paid us who worked all day in the scorching heat. And the landowner answered back, my friend, I have not been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go home. And I wanted to, you know, the landowner basically said, I wanted to pay the last workers the same as you. Is it against the law to do what I want with my money? Should you be jealous that I am kind to others? Wow. <laughs> so that's the story. And it's literally in the Bible. And I want you to imagine this in, in the real world, right? You're hired to work all day in the heat and someone who only works one hour gets paid the same amount as you at the end of the day, right? And I know I would be like, that is not fair. Like Alyssa right now in my human flesh would be like, that is so unfair. But here's the thing. All of these people needed an opportunity and they needed money. And that's what the landowner provided them. He didn't pay the full day workers any less than promised. He just paid some people the same amount for less work. And in the natural, most of us would consider this so unfair. But the reality is all of the workers that day were given the opportunity to work when before they had no opportunity. And in the same way, you know, the same amount of money went to those who started at the end of the day because that is also kindness and grace. So it comes down to what lens we look at this story through, the lens of Christ or the lens of our human flesh, right? We can look at the story through the lens of, wow, that is so unfair. You know, people should have been compensated differently or wow, how good is God that people who had no opportunity to work and make money all got an opportunity. And God is so loving that he even, you know, paid the people who showed up at the end of the day the same amount because they all needed it. And think of it this way. Jesus, who knew no sin, came here to earth full of sin and temptation for us. That is not fair either. Jesus did not deserve to go through what he went through, but he did it for us. He did it for the kingdom. So what we could you know, so that we could have mercy and grace and forgiveness. So we are undeserving and unworthy, all of us right now. We are not deserving or worthy of what God and Jesus Christ have done for us, but yet we have received salvation and favor just like these end of day workers. God is the landowner and we are the land workers in his vineyard, AKA the world. And we are invited into his world. He did not have to invite us into heaven or show us grace. He chooses who, what, when, where, how, and controls the entire universe. But we all have this unfair opportunity to get to know him and to be in his presence. So how does this apply to your life? Maybe you have watched your friends or even your enemies get abundantly blessed right in front of you when you feel like it's your turn to be blessed. Maybe there have been several times where you're watching people get promoted and you're like, man, that really should be me. 
And something that church reminded me the other day was that it's not always fair. And we don't always understand because God makes the rules and he sees so much more than what we see. And he has eternity in mind. So in the natural, in our natural human flesh, we cannot understand God's ways. That's why we need to pray for supernatural understanding. We need to pray for the mind of Christ in these situations that we don't understand or when things seem unfair or we will live defeated, bitter, and sour. So every one of us have sinned and fallen short. So when we see someone who seems undeserving, celebrate them even if it feels unnatural because eventually that will be you too. And we are all undeserving. <clears throat> so here are three takeaways that I want to give to you. Number one is complainers are losers. And by this, I mean complainers are losers because when we complain, we are literally losing, not just at an external level. We are losing at a neurological stress cortisol level. We are losing when we complain and it takes a toll on us physically, on our hearts. Think about the Israelites because of their own complaining. They never made it to the promised land except for Joshua and Caleb because they constantly moaned and groaned about how unfair everything was, even though God literally saved them from oppression in Egypt. Number two is that grace does not make sense. God is God and he makes the rules and he makes the earth and everything and it belongs to him. And his rule is love and radical generosity and grace to the undeserving. Just like the landowner paying everyone equally in the story I said earlier. The story of Matthew ends with the landowner saying, I am doing you no wrong. I held up on my agreement. Or is it your I or is your eye evil because I am good? And he is talking about jealousy. The people were seeing this situation through the evil eye of jealousy. And I was reminded this weekend that our goal collectively is to populate the kingdom. So we should rejoice when God uses someone else and shows them generosity. And this is a daily reminder. Number three is that we need the mind of Christ. The kingdom is like life upside down right? It's not how we expect things to go. We see evil people ruling the world and winning. And we're just waiting for Jesus to come back and settle the scores. And in these times that we are going through, we need the mind of Christ to understand supernaturally when things seem unfair. We have to pray for his supernatural understanding. And we cannot have this naturally. We have to have it supernaturally. We have to pray for it. And 1 Corinthians chapter two, verses 14 through 16, you know, says the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. So this basically means that without the spirit of God, we think things are foolish or dumb because we're not understanding them through the mind of Christ. So just like we put on a helmet to ride a bike, we need to put on the same armor to have the mind of Christ, which is learning his word and living it. 
Alrighty, everyone, I know today was a very wordy and biblical podcast. Not all of them are like that, but it's so important because the word of God is your rock solid foundation on top which you build your wisdom, your knowledge, your life. I really hope this message resonates with you all. Please, please, please leave a five-star review with a few sentences for a Starbucks gift card emailed to you from me. Send this to all of your friends and family who need this reminder, and I will talk to you next week. Bye for now.